Anamorphs here on the Yerks and Taxons. If you managed to get some earbuds, welcome, folks, to the Wonder Yerks for all your Animorphs rereading and eventual rewatching needs. I'm John McCain. Well, <laughs> that's does, not my real name, obviously, but I can't tell you what that is. Does that make me Obama? Does Obama. That make me, does that make me Barack Hussein Obama? A lot of people forget about the Hussein, um, but I just think it's important. Um, who does that make me? That that I I think that makes you a uh, Sarah Palin. Oh, I guess because she was his running mate, right? Yeah, yeah. I forget that sometimes. Cool. Good talk. Good politics. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, everyone. <laughs> or you could be my tumor. Oh shit! <laughs> Getting political. Wow. 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 So yeah, this is this is the Wonder Years. We we reread Animorphs and then we'll eventually rewatch it. <laughs> yep. This week we read book seven, the the fucking The Stranger. Oh yeah. By Albert Camus. Well, not exactly. That's not quite true. But I think it was I think it was exactly as um Oh shit. God damn it. What? What the fuck was The Stranger was about like what was the stranger about? Like I remember the plot, but like what was like the, the like the the, the 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 like political belief in play in that book? Uh, existentialism. Oh sure, that's the word. I couldn't fucking think of the word existentialism. It's all good. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we we read the stranger by Albert Camus. Um, he's got a six shooter. He's not afraid to use it, and he's not gonna cry when his mom dies. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, no, we were read a Caplegate book. Could you imagine, though, if we wa- read, like, some sort of, like, existentialism text? Like... I, yeah, I, I feel like... I, I feel like at some point one of these books is going to be that. I mean, we're getting there, certainly. Um, yeah. This book was, like, a severe downer. Yeah, it was. It dealt with some shit. Yeah, like, some serious... Like, this is probably the most depressing book we've read of the, of the seven we've gone through so far. Maybe, Maybe book three... The I Tobias one? I, where Tobias, he tried to... Yeah, Tobias's is pretty sad. Marco's is pretty sad. I think I rank yeah. this one under those, but it definitely brought up some really interesting concepts. Yeah, there was a lot of very interesting discussion happening in this book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Which, I mean, this... Caplegate is writing young... Like, I know we've said it before, but, like, the kid gloves are absolutely 100% of the way off. Yeah, I think, I think this... I was thinking about this earlier, and, like, I've read a lot of other young adult fiction where I wasn't really phased by the fact that it wasn't, like, that was, it got pretty dark, you know? Um, but I think the reason why this one is so shocking is because of its more, like, serialized nature, if you know what I mean. Like, it's almost, like, pulpy in its own way. Yeah, so you don't, that's like, definitely the right word for it. Yeah, like, so you don't really expect it to get into that kind of stuff just because of how it's seen at a glance like yeah. without actually examining it but at the same time like of course young adult fiction does this all the time you know i just think it's the yeah kind, but like it's, it's, it's the kind of a, a young adult fiction that we don't expect it to be you know yeah no it makes sense like it's just like that that age-old tweet where it's like jk rowling what if like was what if like magic was real haha ka applegate what if the living envied the dead yeah exactly <laughs> Like this is just this is just much more raw than like any serialized young adult fiction that I can remember reading. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't I, read a whole ton I, of. I'm them, racking but my brains. I mean, I'm, I'm racking my brains, and like this really doesn't this really doesn't like line up with like the. I don't think like the A to Z mysteries were quite as severe as this. Yeah, the other you know the other serialized stuff I think of are like Goosebumps or like the Babysitters Club and shit like that. And obviously, I mean, people died in the Babysitters Club. Well, yeah, but like. It wasn't, like, grimdark every fucking book, you know? No, they were. Oh, were they? <laughs> they were extremely grimdark. Did you never read them? No. <laughs> yeah, people died. Really? No, That's... not not remotely. I was like, I, I was like, hold on. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> I never read Babysitter's Club except for I read a couple of graphic novels where one of the girls was extremely emo because of her diabetes. Well, I'm sure it like deals with And those... she didn't want to share that she didn't want to share the fact that she had diabetes with everyone and everyone was really concerned about how she kept running off to the bathroom in the middle of the day for no real reason. I mean people gotta piss. 
I mean, yeah, but like she did it like five times a day. And Sometimes she, people she, gotta piss a lot, you know. Like, is there is there like a, a stigma attached to diabetes that I'm not aware of? Not that maybe there used to be, but I've known a lot of. I people, guess, but I just don't think they're really. Because I remember, or maybe oh, there was just yeah, a manufactured. I have, like a, one. I have like a really fucked up anecdote to tell you. Sorry. Okay, go I, ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, I know someone who has diabetes, like the um. Um, what's the one that, like, is more common in people that are overweight? Is that type 1 or 2? I think that's type 2. Okay. I mean, it's not, like, always in people that are overweight, but, it, you know. Anyways. But this person has type 1, and they were telling me that, like, there are people with type 1 diabetes who are extremely elitist about the fact that they don't have the quote-unquote fat people diabetes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Shit. Like, you all have the she, same like, fucking problem, dog. Like, just get over yourself. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into the covers. I sent you links. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so, yep, I have both so of these the, open. Yep. Yeah, the lenticular cover, like we've said before, it's kind of hard to analyze because it was meant to be, like, a cover, like, a literally literally lenticular, but, like, the, we'll, we'll att- we'll, we always put the image that we're looking at in the show notes because I like this one a lot because it's just, it's hey, so a bear, funny. but human eyes and human mouth. It looks, like, it, it looks like a really fat chipmunk. It looks so sad. It looks like it has depression. I love I mean, it so I much. I mean, it does. Rachel I mean, does extremely does. have depression. I mean, yeah, like, it does, but also it's, like... Like, there's, it usually wanders into Uncanny Valley, and this is just, like, a really sad-looking bear. Yeah. With a human mouth and human yeah, eyes. and human eyes. <laughs> and extremely cute. At least there's no cat lips this time. Yeah. <sighs> but, yeah. Okay, now let's look at, now let's look at the, the, the step-by-step. And this one, nothing really scary about, nothing really upsetting about this one. Like, the, she's kind of got, like, the Chun-Li pom, the, the, the Chun-Li Sailor Moon-ass, like, pom-pom pigtails. Yeah, yeah. The dumpling head-ass shit while the, yeah. while the ears turn into bear ears. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, this, this, is, this is a very non-dynamic cover that could have easily made, been made much more dynamic by, like, the, like, the bear she's turning into going out from two legs to four. That bear standing on four legs looks so fucking stupid. It looks like the fucking bear from Tekken, Kuma. <laughs> Bears stand up good. They're good at standing up. Yeah, but they don't, like, do it like that, where they're, like, their arms are just at their side. Like, this is, like, one step away from the bear being in T-pose. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, this one's not that bad, because the third image, which is usually the worst, just looks like the fucking guy from, the, the lion from Wizard of Oz, you know? Oh, yeah. I was gonna, I thought you were gonna say, like, the guy Fieri for a second. I was like, I can kind of see it. <laughs> Shit, yeah. And then the fourth one is just like a bear, but smaller. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's just two bears. Oh yeah, there were some animals in the media this week. Oh yeah, was there the fucking the the newest cover of uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? Oh, I actually am not familiar with this. Yeah, it's it's a it's a comic. I, I haven't had a chance to sit down and read it. I haven't had a chance to, like actually get my hands on it and read it myself. But I've heard it's very very good. Um, but the latest cover is the, the, it's of Moon Girl animorphing into Devil Dinosaur, and it's got, like, the fucking Scholastic tag, and it says, like, it, it's got, like, the exact same Animorphs layout. I, I, I'll, I'll try and find a link for the show notes for you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, I'm into it. Okay, so, are we prepared to dive into the juicy, juicy book meat of this, um... I have uh, three pages of notes, so yeah. Fuck yes. Let's get into it. It was, yeah... It's a, it's a, it, it's a trip. Um, so this yeah. book starts out much like a lot of the other books, which is one of the animorphs heroically morphing in order to protect another animal. Um, yeah, but um, so they're at the circus, and do people still go to the circus? I mean, I guess Barnum and Bailey are out of business, so I guess not. But like, I've never been to a circus. I've been to a circus. I went to a circus once. Yeah. I was very young. Yeah, like, we just, I don't think we've, we've definitely had one here. I think I was just, like, as, like, a small child, I was extremely, I don't know if I was afraid of clowns or just nervous around them. I just didn't want to be like around them. them. Yeah, I just didn't, wasn't into it. I, I no longer have that feeling because I'm a goddamn adult, but, like, uh, yeah, I think I think that there's a very apt description of the circus. Actually, I'm going to quote the book here. Uh, Rachel describes it as a nightmare invented by humans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, like, some circuses are fine. I'm not anti-circus, but also... Like, the, even, like, the circus music, you know, da 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 like, it sounds like... 
it sounds like incredibly unsettling and like something you would hear in a that your like subconscious would create in order to fuck with you. But I think we just have that association with it because of like pop culture, you know? I don't know if that's I don't know if there's an uncanny nature inherent in circuses. I, I think we should do some I think we should do a deep dive on this. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean the the closest equivalent I've ever done is Ben to the Ren Fair. You know? And it's not exactly the same thing. Yeah, and that's extremely different. Yeah, but it's, like, the closest I've ever gotten, you know? I guess it's the same, because there's a bunch of clowns at both. (laughs) Well, I mean, there are jesters at the run fair, which are, like, a type of clowns. Like. Break off the knob. We're making fun of people who roleplay. Anyway, the run fair Don't touch that dial. It's got jam on it and open hostility. Um, <sighs> but the run fair costs 40 bucks to get into, so I don't really fuck with that. Fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I mean, I guess you kind of have to charge for it considering how much shit there is, but like... You're going to be spending a lot of money there anyway, you know? Because yeah. there's, like, you're going to get, like, handmade, like, candles or whatever, or, like, mm-hmm. legs of, like, meat or whatever. I don't know, shit. 40 bucks just for entry is so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is here. It, uh, we could be one of the more expensive rent fairs that are out there, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you you got the bougie rent fair. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, over here in Rochester, we got a socialist rent fair. Shit. A rent um, fair of the people. <laughs> yeah. So, there's some dad-daughter bonding time, because the weekend is really the only time Rachel gets to see her dad, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Dad, Daniel, back at it again with the abandoning your family. Are you proud of us, everyone who's listening? Are you fucking proud of us? Are you proud of us for being six months late to a meme? A meme that that was... A meme that began when this podcast did not even exist yet? Yeah. How old is damn Daniel? Is damn Daniel older than fear baiting? No. Is it? No. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm gonna Google that. That was a mid... No, that was a mid to late 2016 meme. Mm, no, they were on Ellen in on February 24th, 2016. What the fuck? Yeah. Hey, Luna, what the fuck? Yep, uh, it was posted on February 15th. The, the, Dan Daniel is older than fear baiting. Shit. That's, I hate that. I don't like that, that information. Does, does that mean like Ellen the, Ellen the Generous be like is that old too? I mean, no, that's definitely older than fear baiting. That's a 2015 yeah. shit. Um, Ellen the generous be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's we such cannot, a good we cannot, out. we cannot talk about memes on this podcast. We just we cannot. absolutely can and will. We okay. Well, we're not going to because we have a book we need to talk about. So let's be the bo- good book club leaders we are and continue to speak on it. Okay. Uh, so they, some fucking dick, the elephant trainer is using a cattle prod to train the elephants, and all the elephants look incredibly depressed about it. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I made, I did a weird system for my notes this week, so hold on, I gotta pull up my Google Drive notes. Shit. Um, that's not worth talking about. Cross-platform um, drifting. Cass, Cassie does at one point say that Rachel is, quote, or, no, Rachel says to Cassie, quote, you're going to be a really good mother someday with a look like that because Cassie gives her a very disapproving look, and mm-hmm. it's very cute and gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have to deal with three pages of Caplegate explicitly describing how someone's legs turn into tree trunks, and they're gray, and it's huge, and... I just, at this point, just skip them because I'm like, okay, so you're going to wax poetic about TFing, um for the next like 200 words i think i'll take a pass because i think i know what the end result is gonna look like because i've seen an elephant before so we can just skip all the middle junk because yeah 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 (sighs) you gotta get that body horror in there though i mean yeah and like three times in this fucking book anyway um so she like turns into an. Oh yeah, her her nose grows really long, and Cassie says, "Pinocchio, eat your heart out." Sass, I'm a sassy teen. <laughs> oh, my friend is turning into a Cronenbergian nightmare in front of my eyes. Time to make a witty one-liner. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. It's got body horror on it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh hey, speaking of Cronenberg, well. 
related to Cronenberg. Lynch, Lynch directed Eraserhead. This Friday, our friends over at Post Game of Thrones, uh, actually the night this episode goes up, our friends over at Post Game of Thrones are doing a Fire Pro Wrestling stream, and uh, Fear Baiting slash The Wonder Yerks has an entrant in it, and the entrant is the uh, baby from Eraserhead. Good, 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 good. I was, like, wondering where this was going. <laughs> its its finisher is named uh, Lynchian Horror. Nice, nice. Yeah. So yeah, uh, check, tune into that. Check out uh, our friends. Uh, they, they'll be posting about it on Twitter, at SquizPillion or at Brooks as a noun. We'll retweet it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um... Sorry. Uh, so uh, uh, Cass, uh, Rachel fucking takes a big gamble that this dick to animals is not a controller. Yeah, consistently. She... That's my problem with these intros is that it's just like, you guys are constantly being like, anyone can be controller. But then you're just like, I'm just going to turn into an elephant and try to talk to this human with my brain. Just- okay, I know... Like, this is the most egregious example of that by far. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, like it's they only going to escalate at this point. Control- like, literally, later in the book, Marco uses thought speak to talk to a human in order to, t- to in order to litmus test the waters as to whether or not they are a controller. It seems like a bad way to do a test. Marco? I mean, he, he was in... He, I mean, he was Big Jim at the time. I mean, yeah, but still. It's I just... mean, he just fucking name drops Visitor 3, and he sees whether or not the fucking... Uh, the, the guy is like, what the fuck? Or if the guy is like, Animorphs. Yeah. Like, I just... I mean, I know they're like kids or whatever, but also, they're kind of, like, not great at, like... This? They're inc- they're extremely smart children, but also incredibly stupid. Yeah, it's like I mean they're teenagers, you know, and that's it, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so he she yeah like- she 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 picks him up with her with her trunk, and she explicitly thought speaks to him that she is from the International Elephant Police. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which was a line. Uh, yeah, and then she threatens to like impale him on his. On her trunk. On her tusk, yeah. Or tr- tongue. Tr- and then she tusk, and then she yeah, throws right. him twenty feet, and he lands on top of a circus tent. Yeah. Very like, fucking like if Rachel missed like the pitch or the yaw of that toss like ever so slightly, mm-hmm. like she straight up killed a man. Yeah, exactly. Like she was like, I'm not or gonna at least hurt heavily him. injured him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, she's an impulsive young woman, but I love her to yeah. death. <laughs> yeah. No, she's she's great. Uh, so. What's the yeah? My my line here is hey, what if the elef- what if the elephant tamer is a controller? Next line, Rachel owns. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, anyway, so they're back. Uh, uh, Rachel is telling the rest of the story to the rest of the animorphs, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and and they're, um, they're 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 like, and Jake is like, I don't like this, and Rachel's like, fucking deal with it, asshole. Yeah, basically. And and. Uh, Mark was like, okay, I figured something out, but I don't want to tell everyone. The, I don't want to tell the same story twice. And Jake's like, hey, since when don't you want to... Want, since when don't you want to tell the same story twice? You tell the same jokes 80 or 90 times. And then Marco, future, obviously future dad, says, it's your own fault. If you would just laugh the first time, I wouldn't have to keep telling them. That is verbatim, I swear to God, something my dad has said at some point in his life. Because he tells the exact same jokes. I ask him, who is that on the phone? Joe. Joe? Joe Mama? I fucking, like, you know, you can tune a guitar, but you can't tune a fish. He's been saying that one since the day I was fucking born, at least ten years prior. Like, like, he just, he has 30 jokes in his arsenal, and they are, like, it's all the only jokes he knows. You know what? Consistency. That's the key. I don't know. I don't know shit about anything. Um... Um, so, Rachel talks about how she was the only one who knew to, like, she just does, like, the whole overview of, like, you know, this is everyone, and there's, like, five, uh, there's, like, five to ten pages of every book that's, like, throwaway stuff that's, like, can't tell you who we are, this is the year, because this is the situation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, these are my friends, Tobias is a bird now, Mm -hmm. he was cute, she basically says he was cute and dreamy, and I think she talks about his poetry or something? I don't remember that, it could have happened. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, Axe calls Jake Prince Jake, which never gets old. He calls yep. him that like 15 times. And yeah, I, that, it's, that it's literally great. will never get old. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah really. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What's next in my... Oh, yeah. Uh, when when describing Axe, Rachel says uh, that Axe's centaur back slopes down so that you'd never be tempted to think of riding him. And Capulet is crushing my dreams. Really? I know. It's like... But... Come on! Why let not? me have uh, let me have a battle where like fucking Marco rides in on Axe's back. Right? Like how fucking badass would that be? <sighs> Just you watch ten books from now, like ten books from now, like gets retconned. Yeah, no, for sure. Cause like, but also I feel like so like Axe is about the same size as they are, right? I think he's bigger, um, but not by much. I don't think. Yeah, not like my- not like horse size bigger. You know. No, like, I guess you're right. So I don't think he'd be big enough to support the weight of a human child. You know? Maybe he, I mean, maybe he just never skips leg day, and that's how he can do it. But he's like, his, they always tell, like talk about how dainty his legs are, you know? Um, I mean, like, he's a twink, they, obviously, they, but like... Maybe they belie his... Don't call <laughs> x Escaruth is still a twink. <laughs> It's true, though. He is. Sorry, Ismalai. That's his last name. Not not uh, Isthil. Whatever. He's a fucking... He's twink... No, that's not his last ass. name. What the fuck's his name? What's it, What's his name? I don't know. Why are you asking me? Axmilai Eskeruth. Oh, it is Isthil. Okay. Mm-hmm. How come you don't fucking know, Blair? You've been reading the same books I have. Well, yeah, but, like, you... I just, it's just, like, I see all these vowels and consonants together and words I don't recognize, and I'm like, this is just gonna... Tra- like travel right through my brain and never stick, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they find Marco explains, "Hey, we found the fucking York pool. You get into it through a changing room in the Gap, <laughs> which is like excessively like I have not seen uh the Gap in like fifteen years." Oh. Yeah, I mean, I th- we've had this discussion before, but malls are way more popular here than they are where you're at, so... Yeah. Yeah, I've been to a Gap within the past couple years. I mean, I don't shop there because it's not my style, I guess, but, No, like, Blair, it's, you've been to a The Gap. A The Gap. <laughs> yes. Um, they, I think they only call it Gap in this book, though. No, they call it The Gap, I'm almost certain. Well... Either way. Let me let me let me do some let me do some quick scouring. Yep, okay. They call it the gap. Okay. They go in the gap dress changing room, which is a unisex changing room. So go uh, go the gap. Uh, progressive oh, oh, and woke in the nineties. Oh, before that, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's like a weird. Well, no, thing. I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying like that. That's what the Yerk thing is. Like, oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They go in the gap. The 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 Yerks go in the gap and they come out the movie theater, which yeah. is pretty brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but before all that, they talk about plans and shit, and everyone's kind of freaked out, but they're like, well, I guess we gotta, um, and then Rachel goes home, and there's all this, like, family drama, because she talks about earlier about how her parents are divorced, and that's why she was going to the circus with her dad and Cassie and her sisters and shit, um, just, like, this bonding and stuff like that, and, um, so there's, like, family drama, and her dad comes home, and he's a... Uh, like a television anchor like a news anchor um Uh and he's like yeah i have a new job it's gonna be like every night basically and on weekends but i'm gonna have to move across the country basically um and and then and then rachel's like under she's under uh, rachel's understandably very emo about this because uh, in her in her eyes, her dad er, in her eyes, Dan kind of walked out on the family, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. left and, and like kind of, and now he's doing it again, but like on a much bigger scale. And then he, yeah. he comes to talk to her, and he's like, "Hey, come with me." Yeah, he's like, yeah, he tries to make the situation better, but it essentially just complicates it. And like, I don't know what they expected to happen because even in a normal situation, like, how do you deal with that? Because basically, he's like. Okay, so I wanted to give you this option to move with me. Um, we can get you into a really nice gymnastics school over there and stuff like that. And it's like, at this point, um, Rachel is like, what, 13 or 14? Like, that would be... Uh, yeah. That'd be completely uprooting her life, even as just a normal teenager. Like, how unfair is that? Like to like, But at the same time, like, she probably wants to be close to her dad... I think it would have been, like, 
better as a parent to just not have given that option at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which and is all- <laughs> fucking, like, th- she, he tries to, like, sweeten the deal by being like, hey, this gymnast coach who has taught, who has coached, like, four people who went on to win Olympic medals is there. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then, like, seems, Rachel yeah. feels like a weird emotion coming from her dad. And there's a really depressing line where she's like, no, it wasn't pity or guilt, I realized, at least not completely. I think my dad was feeling lonely. He was picturing himself lonely in the new town. Like, that is such a bad dad thing to do. Yeah. I'll yeah. your child's life so you won't be fucking emo in your new town. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know. You're the adult here. You know? You shouldn't be the ones having to make some self-sacrifices. Or just don't and do something completely self-serving but don't bring make don't make your literal child have to make the decision for you that is yeah, an extreme amount that's an extreme amount of pressure i'm sure dan is a great guy but it's like just a, a bad move on his behalf <laughs> yeah fuck you dan anyway this is not what this book is about no um, well it, it kind of kind is kind of is yeah but like not really um well it's it's about a, a much larger uprooting of uh, your home and stuff like that um, yeah. So, in order to clear her head, Rachel goes. Bir- Rachel goes birdly. Oh no! Wait, I crossed that out and I wrote she goes owly to let uh, off some steam. Uh huh. Uh huh. And Rachel reflects on this one time where, uh, like, her dad was like, "Wow, she's just like a boy." And Rachel's and Rachel's mom is like, "Don't let Rachel hear that. She won't. Girls don't like hearing that they're like boys." And Rachel's like, "She was wrong. I know it was sexist and all, but I still thought I still just thought it was great. My dad thought I was as tough as any boy." Cool. I think Rachel just likes to think, likes hearing that she's tough, you know, yeah. in general. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is, so. Yeah, yeah. she's strong. Yeah. Uh, so then she scares the fuck out of Tobias. Oh, yeah, because he's Hawk. Um, and Owls, He's Hawk? Yeah, Owls. Me? Um, I'm Hawk? <laughs> Wait. I'm Hawky? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm Hanky? No, okay. Blair, I'm Banky. You're Banky? I'm Banky. I'm Bussy. <laughs> I'm Bussy. Me? Stop. Stupid. Dumb. sucks. I'm Red Tail Hussy. Okay. Okay. Enough of this. <laughs> Um, so they, like... You know, they've actually only remarked on that once, but, like, I find myself thinking about it occasionally. Not, like, animal... Not, like, animal genitals, but just, like, if they ever... If there's... I wonder if there's ever any other consideration given to the, like, you know, the the sex of the animals they're morphing into, aside from that one time that everyone's a lady wolf, except for Jake, who is a dude wolf. Well, the bear, um, uh, uh, Rachel acquires, the bear morph she acquires is a dude, and she mentions that vaguely. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he she the only the only context in which she mentions it is that she refers to the bear with male pronouns. Yeah. So that's about it. Um Do any of the animorphs ever morph each other? Well, I mean like It'd be axed like in Scooby Doo. Well, yeah, but ax I meant like the humans morph each other. Oh, I don't know. They haven't yet. They probably well, could, it, it, but it, I think maybe, it'd be weird. Yeah, I, I, I do you think there'd be like any temptation for one of them to be like that? Do like the the thing, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. did in Scooby Doo. What the movie? Where no, he, hold where on. He, where he body swaps with Daphne. Oh fuck yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, he's like, I can look at myself naked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that movie rules. Actually, though. <laughs> Doesn't? Didn't you like scream at me last week on fear baiting for talking about that movie too much one time? Yeah, but also it rules. <laughs> <laughs> flip-flop like this, Blair. Look, it's good, actually. Listen, I'm gonna need you to go back and edit the episode and take out that part of you screaming at me. I don't remember screaming at you. If I screamed at you, it was probably because it was not relevant to the conversation, and we were, like, 40 minutes in, and we're, like, 20 minutes into the movie proper. Yeah, anyways. That sounds, like, more like me. (laughs) Yeah, so Rachel fucking, you know absolute not absolute uh verbal klutz she asks tobias what he's thinking about as far as college goes yeah she asks the boy who is stuck as a hawk for the remainder of his days mm-hmm. what he's thinking about college mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i mean 
I think he knows what she means. Like, are you worried about the future? Is essentially what she's Yeah, but he, she does literally ask no, Bird no, Boy no, verbatim, hey, what fucking universities are you applying to? How's your common app coming? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he's cool about it, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but like that's just Tobias. He's like he d- he does not wear his emotions on his sleeve. Yeah, he wears his he wears his emotions on like the inside of his underwear. Shit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. <laughs> yeah, and, and then just... and then Rachel fakes, and then Tobias is like, "Hey, is everything okay?" And Rachel's like, "Yeah, no, I'm just kind of nervous about the year pool." And Tobias is like, "Rachel, is everything okay though?" And she's like, yeah, it's fine. We gotta do the fucking... I gotta go to the gardens and get a morph. Because tomorrow's here pool too. Animorphs' revenge. Which, not a great line, in my no. opinion. I mean, there's been worse, though, certainly. Yeah, but... but pretty uh, middle-of-the-road stu- line. That one, stuck, that one stuck out to me, like... You, that's, like, a joke you... That's a joke that, like, ekes out of your mouth after you're like, yeah, it's like... It's, uh... It's like, um... Yeah, it's it's Yerkpool too. Animorphs Revenge. Yeah, no Electric Boogaloo reference, but I guess that might have been over other people's heads. That would have been a Marco joke. Yeah, that would have been a Marco joke. That's for sure. Rachel, Rachel would not know about Electric Boogaloo. No, no, that joke that Rachel made seems like, oh, I have to be funny in this situation. What are jokes that people yeah. tell that are like funny? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like very overwrought. Um, yeah. But, um, so she goes to the gardens and gets a bear morph, and there's a bad line. Yeah. There's a very bad line during the morph when she tries out the bear. I think mm-hmm. I, I think she tries out the bear. Anyways, anyway. here's the the line is my insides gurgled and squished and sloshed as some organs grew and others changed and others reappeared from nothing. It's just bad. It's just gurgled. not good. Also, also do. Oh no, that's bears- her describing. That's her describing coming out of the owl morph. Uh, okay. 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 So I guess that makes more sense because I was gonna be like, do bears have organs that humans don't? Which I don't think that's true, but I would. But birds definitely do. Birds <laughs> definitely. Ba- bears actually have a. <laughs> they have a third dick. <laughs> As opposed to a humans too. What? A third what? dick. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Dog excited. <laughs> no, you're not going down this path with me. No. <laughs> okay, fine. They have a second liver. Can you work with me on that one? I mean, I guess. I, I don't Bears know. Bears are very good at being alcoholics for that reason. <laughs> Shit. I mean, imagine if they they had invented alcohol and we hadn't. That I mean, I don't know what the imagine is supposed to be there, but you know. Um. So she gets the bear morph. That's all well and good. Um, and then it's, uh, time to do stuff in the mall at the Gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Axe tried to eat a cigarette, but... Oh, yeah. God, I love Axe. He's so what a, what, what a weird little boy. I love him to death. God. Yeah. 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 I, I still laugh about the fact that, like, he grabbed, like, equal parts from everyone on the team, and it's like, we are all one... Axe is one race, the human race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um uh and then they um i I made a note about like rachel being a shopaholic feels kind of weird honestly yeah like just like it's like it's a weird it's a weird character that doesn't seem to really fit the rest of her like i i mean obviously if she was like a oh i hate femininity it sucks that would also be kind of bad but like this feels just like give a shit is what i feel like yeah like all the rest of her characters seems to signal that she doesn't give a shit about like like being hyper masculine or hyper feminine, but also there's this there's like things that are like, oh I'm but she's really she's she looks like a fashion model but she doesn't really care but also she dresses really nicely but also she doesn't really care and it's like but what is it Capital Gate does she she's care or not does she care or doesn't she about fashion is she like and like I'd be into it if she is but she just like there's the the constant back and forth of oh, she's into all these things, but also she's too tough and cool for them. Like, you can... No, but she can be both. And it just doesn't feel like Capplegate is really straddling those two positions very well. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it just feels like a weak character trait and otherwise very strong. Like, I, I feel I, like I think, it's... I feel like it's not inherently weak. Like, it could 
No, no, I'm just saying, like, it's written weak compared to, like, all the other yeah, character traits yeah. we get from everyone else. It just doesn't mesh. Those, these things don't mesh together very well. They And, and they could. Could, it's just yeah, that they, that's, yeah. They don't, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, so they turn into roaches uh, to sneak into the, ga- the gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got another really bad line. Uh, I heard a slurping sound as the last of my bones dissolved and I sagged into my exoskeleton. You <sighs> sagged oh my into God, your it's so exoskeleton? Bad. And when we talk about their skin crisping, or like... Ooh, I must have missed that. Let me take a look at the whole passage where that where that clips. Because I was kind of skimming that, because it's bad to look at. To, you know, it's bad I just, to look at forever. I, I, like, glanced at it and then moved on. Exactly. Like, I just can't. You know, I just cannot with it. Because it's always just the worst. It's, like, every time she yep. talks about bo- bones or organs, like, either creaking... Uh, anyway, go ahead. Ah, uh, I cried, startled by the nauseating sight of the skin of my back melting into he- two huge, hard brown wings. Cassie was too far gone to say, shh, but she held one of her hands up to what was left of her lips. Just then, her extra legs came popping out of her stomach. Thanks. Thanks, K.A. Applegate. <laughs> Thanks, Caplegate. Thanks, Caplegate. <sighs> God. She was sent to this earth to torture us. Like, she, she's... So, <laughs> she's a confusing figure in our world. Yeah. So they fucking scurry into the place after someone else comes in and goes there, which, I mean, I guess they kind of lucked... I mean, I don't know what the, tra- the foot traffic is for this, like, yerk pool, but, like... I imagine people are going into it every day because, like, the Well, yerk- yeah, but, like, every every day, sure, but, like, how often in a day, like... They well, there's, wait, there's like, a fair minutes. amount of yerks at this point, you know? I guess so, yeah. I mean, I'm just, like, it's just, like, a question. I'm not, like, saying, mm, doesn't really seem realistic. I mean, Camp- I'm just, like, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they were waiting a while, you know? They waited for maybe, oh, like, like, 15 hour. minutes. No, 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 because they, because at this, after they um, morphed, that, um, and they had 15 okay, minutes Okay, you know, they get, they get in with, like, they get in with, like, an hour 15 left. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I mean... It's about that. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, yeah. Kind of, we're splitting hairs here. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. But it, it does take a while for them for the door to actually open proper. And when they get in, uh, uh, Taxon um, scurries over to them and then tries to slurp them up. Yeah, within. and then they get eaten and they die. And that's the end of the series. Weirdly enough, I thought there were like fifty more books, but like, yeah, I guess not. I've been wrong before. Yeah, I guess not. So I mean, thanks for listening to the Wonder Years. So I guess next is the t- next week we'll start on the TV show. Yeah, I guess. Kind of can't, weird. Can't wait! Can't wait to see these kids get eaten by a taxon. In, I'm, in, I'm 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 surprised by this, and I read the book earlier today. And obviously, we didn't plan this very well because we still have like 20 minutes left of this podcast. Yeah, let's go into questions. <laughs> no, uh, time stops. Yeah, it's some fucking Zawara though. Shit, when time stops, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, the, and then everyone's, de- and everyone is forcibly demorphed, including Tobias, who is now human again for a brief time. Mm-hmm. And we meet the fucking Elemist. Yeah. And I'm really into this kind of, like, being, because it's, like, it's not, like, anthrop... Like, not... I mean, a lot of the, like, an- um, aliens in this aren't anthropomorphized, but I feel like it would be easy to make one that is. And this is just, like, completely, like, something that... A human being could not even begin to understand. Yeah, you know, it's like, like it's, it's just like, so it's like like something so, in the fourth dimension. It's like just so completely different than anything we have an experience with, which is what I think. Um, Caplegate does really well is making aliens that feel legitimately foreign. You know. Yeah, like they they always like describe uh, a hork. They, they, you know, we're always getting descriptions of hork and taxons and stuff, and like it's really hard to kind of like it's they're like everyone's kind of got like a slightly different description of it mm-hmm. so it's like really hard to piece together like a concrete understanding of what they look like like to me in my head's like even the yerks in my head kind of just look like you remember those slugs on neopets like the i never like played the, neopets oh well hold on i'll find a picture but i know what a slug looks like yeah but there's like a very specific slug in neopets yeah i feel like the the most I mean, I would be wrong to say anthropomorphized because it's literally an insect, but I feel like the one like, that is most if familiar you is... This color scheme, but it's hyper-realistic, like, that's what I imagine. Oh, sure. I love that. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. Um, we'll put that in so, the show yeah, notes. So, yeah, the element the, the is like, Zawardo! Yeah. You know, stop platinum. Yeah, yeah. It stops time. Uh-huh. Um... So, Axe does not like this motherfucker. No. Um, it's just when the Elemist kind of, like, 
keep the world in harmony and they kind of step in to prevent extinction which like do you think they like tried to step in when like the dodos were getting fucked up but i mean they like sentient life they talked about they appreciate all life but they especially they only prevent the extinction of sentient life yeah yeah so they see dodos and they're like well that funny looking bird's fucked yeah yeah bye yeah <laughs> and then axe has a really really good line be after the after the decision is so the the choice is offered to them right the choice is either stay and fight a futile fight, or and the the elements are like I can see the future you're fucked, this is futile, and then the other option is if you accept I will take you away to a planet where you can basically like just live out the rest of your days and you can take a small amount of your loved ones with you and you'll be it'll be like you know maybe maybe. 30, 40 people. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Axe is... And then everyone's like, this choice is fucking bullshit. This is right before we're about to get fucking eaten? Are you kidding? And yeah. Axe is like... Axe says, Elements give you a choice that is no choice at all. Then claim that they do not interfere. They will pretend it was a human decision. Yeah. It's good. It is good. It is good. Um, yeah, it feels like... Like the... What are their names again? The Elemists? Elemist. Ele- the Elemists? Are like the, what what being true neutral the damage of being true neutral is you know because they I yeah. mean they, they are in a sense but at the same time like you have to take a side in these kind of I don't know it's just like it's, it's like and we don't intervene other than to relocate like your like a small portion of your population into another world which would absolutely wipe out extremely a the ele- extremely hey here's my impression of the elements. On both sides are bad, you fucking dipshit. <laughs> I actually don't think that's their philosophy at all. I just think... <laughs> no, I know, but like that's, how, yeah, that, that's, yeah. how it's, that's how it's very much presented to us. Yeah, I think it's more of like the way the ways they decide to intervene are some of the most damaging ways you can by still framing it as a positive. Because like I was saying, if you took any population and then put them in their own like ecosystem without any help from anything that 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 population would inherently die out you know like it's not yeah we have like eight billion people on earth you know and like Mm -hmm. we need a lot of people to support the kind of lifestyles we're used to you know like there's a reason why like for a long time a lot of religious doctors i I, I can't I can't live without my mink scarves. <laughs> well, it's just like there's a, there was a reason why a lot of religious doctrines really like like pushed you know reproduction because like you needed it to survive. Yeah, and so you gotta, like got a nut to keep moving on. And but even at that point, there was like a lot of people on Earth, way more than just like a handful, which is essentially what it's doing. And it would it would I mean it would destroy all the culture that had come before it would destroy all the history that came before I mean even if you grab some historians like it just it just wouldn't like there's just so much that one person can hold on to and it's not enough you know I don't know I feel like it's yeah. just like I mean obviously it's a bad decision and that's why they're like struggling to make it but it's just like yeah. if, if these they, they if these really aliens are that point. so they're, they're, powerful as they they're they're powerful enough to know the future. I mean, they they show that the future can be changed, but they they're powerful enough to know the future. Like, why can't they intervene? You know, like why wouldn't yeah. they intervene? It's it's like a it's it's a wink and a nod kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's like a suggestion of help, and you know, yeah. it's it's not great. It's bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a couple another couple of good lines where they're like they're basically taking a vote to it and actually just like i stand behind prince jake and then marco's and then everyone's kind of debating and marco says so we've got two two votes yes or two votes no rachel and jake say no cassie says yes and Mm -hmm. rachel's like but but i hadn't voted marco had just assumed and he was right yeah because, I mean, Marco just fucking knows Rachel. And then, yeah, like, really well, apparently. Cassie tries to argue, and she says, You know, I take care of lots of animals. They are always afraid of me, even though I'm trying to help them. Are we being brave saying no, or are we just being foolish, resisting someone who is trying to save us? Such a good line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some, like, philosophy going on here. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so my next line uh, is, No, bitch, which is where they just, they tell him no. And Cassie's like, well... Guess I can't convince y'all. Oh my god, yeah. And then so the, everything goes back to the way they way it was. Well, immediately before, like, 
Time resumes as it was. And then some, like, weird, horrifying vor shit happens where everyone yeah, they get demorphs. Yeah, and they demorph while inside the taxon and then they fucking explode out of him, which... It's not good. Yeah. It's very bad. Rachel has PTSD about it. Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of does. I she mean, sits, like, could she's... you... Yeah. Could you imagine? No. Oh, I'm... Don't yeah, don't to. lie to me. You could imagine. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, they... So, Somehow, by some stroke of luck, they demorph and no one is there to see it. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the ones in my back, the back of my mind, and I didn't really register why they weren't mentioning the fact. Because there was all those, like, stuff going on when they... Yeah, but I think that was, like, in a different room, like, where everyone was eating lunch or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that was, like, a different room or something, okay. but I'm not 100% sure. I'll accept it. But anyways, it. very lucky. Very lucky. Uh, and then Rachel turns into a bear, and she goes completely feral mentally, and just, like... It's she almost kills Jake. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. I mean, she's in hard everyone, point. Everyone goes battle morph and tries to get to a drop shaft, mm-hmm. where, so they can get like airlifted out. The drop shaft that they they very, very, very suspiciously noticed. Very like it was very conspicuous when time was frozen. Yeah, yeah. It was like, hmm, because like their whole mission there, we didn't really explain it, but like their invasion of the Yerk pool was trying to locate the source of the Kidrona rays and like blow it the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, they their now their goal is just escape. And Rachel just like surrenders herself to the bear brain, and basically kills a bajillion things, saves everyone's ass, charges into a room full of seven hork bajir because her bear eyes are so fucking bad mm-hmm. that she can that she thinks they're humans. Oh my god! Um, and then they get out, and again, I, I know I said it like seven times, but Rachel almost kills Tiger Jake. Mm-hmm. But they get out. Um, yep. Rachel gets, uh, Rachel gets home, Rachel wakes up the next morning, and her mom's like, hey, you came home, like, barefoot, just wearing your leotard, and went straight to bed, what the fuck, and Rachel's like, I was showing Cassie some gymnastics stuff, and I forgot my shoes. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think... Can uh, I use the, your shower, mom? Please, thank you. Bye. The, Good luck with the, the lawyer the case, nice thing mom. About bye. Them <laughs> the nice thing of them all having these sort of stressors in their lives right now is it's a pretty good excuse for how they're behaving. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so because that's what her mom basically assumes is like, oh, you're just acting this way because you're really stressed out about this decision you have to make. Um, yeah. I mean, then, ki- <laughs> kind of, but you know. Yeah. Uh, and then Rachel, and my next note is Rachel whatever's day off, because she plays, she plays hooky, because she's like, I can't fucking deal with this. And then, like, she's has some emotional stuff. She's emo about everything. Her dad shows up on the TV, and she's like, oh, no, I can't, what the fuck? What the fuck's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And I, I really wish Caplegate had, like, a, a PG-13 movie kind of thing, where she could, like, use one fuck per book. Yeah, same. Let Cause, like, Rachel no way swear. These teen, these te- these teens are not as like clean mouthed as they as they are. There's no let, way these teens. Let Rachel say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, she like goes birdly and meets up with everyone. And uh, Jake's like fucking hey, don't fucking do this. And everyone's mad at her. And uh, Rachel has a fucking hold on. No, I know you are. It's not your fault. I just can't focus when someone else comes into the room. Wait. Wait, can I get can I get a gamer voice for us? Can you say welcome to the Wonder Yerks? Welcome to the my- Wonder Yerks, gamers. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> Sorry about that. Where was I? Oh yeah, Rachel fucking Okay, hold on. I gotta I, I highlighted it. Uh I highlighted it. Um so the, Rachel comes clean about her dad wanting her to move with her, and everyone's like, well, what are you going to do? And Rachel's like, why are you fucking caring about this when everything is happening? And they're like, different people deal with stress in different ways. Like, different people have problems. And Marco tries to be like, oh, don't worry. You're Xena, warrior princess. And Marco's like, and uh, Rachel's like, no, no, I'm not some fucking TV character. I'm not a comic book. I'm scared about everything. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. everyone's like, it's just like, it's a really strong emotional moment. Mm-hmm. And then Marco is like, 
listen, if the Elemist asks again, I'm changing my vote. And Jake's like, what the fuck? Why? And he simultaneously brings up the fact that Rachel is starting to use morphine to get away from her problems, which is like, I mean, she is. Yeah. Like, it's almost, it's like, I don't want to call it addiction, but like... I mean, it's, I get that. I mean, it, I don't think it of, would be, but I think I don't totally get what you mean. You know? Yeah, like it's, it's a coping mechanism that's not really working. You know, it's not. Yeah. There's worse things she could be doing, but certainly there are better things she could be doing. You know? Yeah, like I think, like on a scale of like on a scale of like zero to ten, as far as coping mechanisms go, and like zero being like doing yoga and drinking lots of water, and ten being like. I can't think of a 10 on a scale of coping mechanisms. Something very bad. Something very bad. Like, committing homicide is a coping mechanism. <laughs> Some people kill other people to cope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like a... This is like... This is like sandwiched in between, like, smoking weed and, like, drinking a ton, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, sm- I think smoking weed is lower on the scale than drinking a ton is... Yeah. I just want to be clear. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so they have, like, a conversation about that, and then yeah, they get visited again by the Elmist, who's like, well, oh, I- there is a, There is a throwaway line that no one really references, which is, it's a really fucked up line, because Marco in, in implies that he's been morphing in his sleep. Yeah, I think he just has, like, nightmares of mor- about morphing, and then when he wakes up, he's The other night sure. I woke up in bed, and I didn't know what I was. I didn't know if I had hands or fins or claws or talons. Yeah, but I I read that as more of just, like, like having, like, night- like really vivid nightmares and then waking up really confused. Mm-hmm. That's how I interpret it as, as, but I totally get what you mean. Yeah, so like it's Rachel's about to give because it's it's Marco and uh, Cassie for giving up and uh, Tobias and Jake against it, mm-hmm. and uh, then Rachel's about to say something and the Elemis is like, "What's up, bitches?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he like transports them to the future and it's like, "Hey, this is what it's gonna be like," and everything's in control like there's a this is like a 20 or 30 page sequence i think we can kind of cut down in, in the interest yep. of time so yeah. everyone's controller visitor three is promoted to visitor one mm-hmm. uh everything is destroyed mm-hmm. like nothing is no human no humans are left um there isn't there is a cool gambit where like they bump into someone and rachel displays some humanity on accident and mm-hmm. because they're like this isn't like a vision they're like actually in the future yeah and like rachel accidentally displays some humanity is like oh excuse me when she bumps into someone and the person's like the fuck did you just say yeah and then and then uh and then they managed to bluff it out by by saying that uh axe is visitor visitor three who is now visitor one mm-hmm uh, but then they get they go face to face with the real visitor one three slash, uh, mm-hmm. and fucking, oh, are you fucking kidding me? There's not even a phone in this room for me to do. Hold on. Holy shit! I cannot believe this. Where is it? Do you not know where it is? No, I, the, 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 the fucking, like, it's the register, like, the little fucking dock that's ringing. There we go. Jesus, I had to fucking unplug it. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to die, Blair. Literally. We have had that landline in for two months. No one has used it. No one has picked up the phone when it has rang because it has always been spam. No one has called us and then later said, hey, couldn't get through to you on your landline. I don't even know what that fucking phone number is, Blair. Yeah, and it rings every time we record. Every time. But I assume that means it rings about once an hour too. No, no, no. No, just just when we record. I mean, it'll ring like maybe two or three times a night. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, well, it's it sucks. Yeah, no, it's bad. I'm anti phone. You could have waited. I only had to open the door to put some supplies that she borrowed earlier back in. <laughs> So anyways, they go into the future. Uh, Rachel is Visitor 3's, like, future Rachel, who's been taken over by a year, is Visitor 3's right-hand lady, uh, because Visitor 3 is about equality for all, egalitarian, it's about equality, you know, Visitor 3's a feminist. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he wants to exterminate all human life equally. (laughs) Yeah, shit. He's an Uh, egalitarian. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then uh, they're like, hey, get. They're like trying to shake them, and they're like, hey, we fucking ate Tobias. We cooked him up and ate him. Yum, 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 yum. We gave mm-hmm. him with something called barbecue. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, everyone realized that like Visitor 3 is like not killing, is like not attacking them for some reason. And they're like, oh, it'll disrupt the timeline. And they're like, well, you can't hurt us, but we can definitely hurt you because we're from the past. And then like the instant, oh yeah, they realize that like time can be changed mm-hmm. because like something happens that's like off script for the future of Visitor 3. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, wait a fucking second. You guys, you guys knew something. Something's not, you don't know everything. Yeah. And then uh, they're like about to, fu- like Rachel's about to like close the bear jaws over his throat. And then they're transported back to their time. And they're just like, God fucking damn it. All right. Yes, we're going. We, we're going to take this. I vote yes. And she breaks the tie. And then nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're just, they're, they're, fu- they're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but then it comes to, like, then, wait, hold on. She's in class the next day, and they're talking about the butterfly effect. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that happens. Hold, hold, actually, hold on. We, we, we skipped over a very important Axe line. Oh, because sure. This entire, because, because this entire book, Axe has been saying, like, you know, your Earth dollars, your Earth whatevers. And he's, like, fucking... At, at Mar- he's like your earth miles per hour and at Marco's like every they're everyone's miles Axe you're on earth we all have the same miles and Axe says what about nations that use kilometers Axe asks smugly see I am learning he's so cute I <laughs> love such it. a good line I love him god I love him so much oh fuck I forgot to re-retweet the question no it's <laughs> all good I'm gonna do, it now. do that now do it now yeah um, uh, so take us through the last parts okay so it's really pretty simple. Um, so the, her uh, Rachel's teacher talks about the butterfly effect, which I think is bullshit, but they talk about it. Um, what, you never played it until dawn? Well, I mean, so it's not that I don't think, like, small things can change the outlook of the day. I just don't think that marble rolls far that far, you know? Uh-huh. I just don't think it's realistic, and I do not think how a butterfly flaps its wings would have any effect on how, like, what what impact would that make? Like, material impact, could you imagine that making? Like, I cannot think of one. Blair, I, I really don't think it's a literal, dis- <laughs> I don't think they mean it literally when they talk about a butterfly flapping their wings, causing okay. a hurricane in China. But it's still, like, I don't know, it, but, it, but when people talk about it, they talk about it to the minutiae, and it's like, and it's like some, like... Final Destination shit, where it's like not realistic. It's just that that would that might have some small consequences, but not to the gravity that you think it would. You know? Well, no, but I mean, it, it doesn't always have to be like small consequences. Like, imagine like fucking oh, Gavrilo Princip's gun jammed because he got like he had to, like walk through the rain or something on his way to assassinate Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Sure. Like. That like like it doesn't mean that like you know just because like you went left instead of right going home means that like now the world is not going to end but it means like small things can have like maybe it did maybe it stopped the world from ending. I don't know. I'm just not. I mean, like it's I don't know. Like I get it, and I like agree that in like a certain sense it makes sense, and like, but I think it has to have like these like small changes like going left instead of right i will warrant you that is a material thing that could definitely change something you know but mm-hmm. i think i think if you bumped into someone like as you were leaving the fucking costco i think that marble will roll and probably have an effect if you did not bump into that person but i do not think um it will go very far it might carry on to the next month you know any changes but i think things will settle out after that <laughs> i don't know yeah Man, I missed a really good joke when you first brought up the butterfly effect, and I was like, "Man, I can't believe they're talking about Ashton Kutcher way back in way back in the nineties." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that movie sucks. Really bad. You know, I've never seen it. Oh, don't! It's okay. incredibly bad. Like yeah. it is as grimdark as it possibly can be. Mm-hmm. It's very bad. Okay, duly noted. There's a scene where Ashton Kutcher forces himself to go back in time because he's in prison, 
and he goes up to his te- when he's like four, like when he's like six or seven years old in school, he goes up to his desk, his goes to his teacher's desk, and his teacher's got like not one but two of those like really sharp things that you can like put that like they put receipts on at like you know some restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. And he like goes up and slams both of his hands on them. And, and then, like, he flashes back to the future, and he's, like, still in prison, but his, like, extremely, like, almost offensively Mexican roommate is, like, like, ext- like obviously, you know, the me- the one Mexican guy in the movie is extremely religious, and he's like, stigmata. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, no, he says Jesus, because he's Mexican. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, that movie is awful. <laughs> At right. one point, oh yeah, another point, trying to save his uh, girlfriend, he goes, he, he like, fucking time travel wargs back in time, mm-hmm. and holy shit, the butterfly effect is just Ashton Kutcher warging through time. I need to tell Brooks about this, hold on. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell Brooks about this in a second, but I need to tell the story now, uh, or I need to tell explain the story now. So he goes back in time to try and save his, then, his future girlfriend by snatching a stick of diamond out of her hands and then he flashes back to the future and he has no limbs. He is just a torso and a head. Great. Good. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Mm-hmm. So the rest of this book is basically like we know where the the Condrona rays are and shit. You know, because she's like, it comes to her in a dream or whatever drop shaft in that bitch um and so they like go for it you know yeah yeah oh my god hold on I, i'm just having a very uh a very strong reaction because sorry to keep talking about post game of thrones but like two or like a year ago when i was when i was actually watching game of thrones season six I referenced something that would happen. I, I like made a complete stupid idiot joke about something that da- absolutely would not happen, and then it happened to this season, and I just found out about it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so fucking smart. Uh, fucking. Okay, so did we finish the book? Sorry. I think so, because they Swag. they just des- they destroy the Condrona rays, and then they're all yeah. like. Oh, and then, and then Rachel's like, weeks. "Sorry, Dad, can't help you." And then Dad's like, "Why? You're fr- you and your friends got something important to do." And then she's like, "Yeah, we got to go save the world." And then the book's over. What do you think? Yeah, good. It's good. It it talked about some really interesting concepts, and I was into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, extremely good. Uh, so questions. If you want to ask a question, at Fearbaiting, or nope, at the Wonder Yerks on Twitter or the Wonder Yerks at gmail.com. First and only question comes this week comes from at what is cosplay, who asks, You and the Animorphs are invited to a potluck. What do you and each Animorph bring? Also, what color is <sighs> Do I have to read this? Yes, you do, because I already have an answer. <sighs> what color is Andalages? It's obviously like electric yellow. Like obviously. Like obviously. <sighs> I hate this and I hate you. Like, why is it obviously that Blair? I don't get it. It just has to be. Does it have to be electric yellow? White. Okay, what color is it then, Luna? If you're so I smart, I don't want to think about what color Andalite nut is. Okay, you cut out, so I missed whatever answer you had. I don't want to think about what color Andalite nut is. <laughs> Why not? Why are you so afraid to, like, learn and grow? I, I'm just very... I just... I don't want to. Okay, let's talk about food, then. What, okay, so... So what do you who, bring into the... What do you bring into the Animorphs potluck? Um... I mean... I don't really cook. So I guess I would, like... I'm bringing some fucking chili. Yeah, chili? Yeah. I'll bring, I'll bring, like, six two liters of soda that I got on the way there because I forgot to make anything beforehand. <laughs> like, okay, so in my head, like, Marco is, like... Marco probably... I, I feel like Marco loves cooking. Yeah, I'm into that. I feel like Marco... Like, and- I-, I feel like all of the animals have become some sort of vegetarian after all of these events. <laughs> it's like, ar- like, Marco is probably, like, a tofu artisan. Do you think so? I feel like Marco likes meat too much to ever fuck with tofu. I don't know, but, like, considering what they do on a daily basis, like... 
still, though, you know, I feel Cassie. Cassie seems like a potential vegetarian to oh, me. Oh, Cassie is absolutely a vegetarian, but like, yeah. Ugh. Um, I feel like Cassie like it knows how to cook because she's a vegetarian, so she always has to cook for herself. Hmm. Um, yeah. So she'd bring some sort of like vegany. She'd bring a vegetal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think she gardens? I, I really like oh, the yeah, idea of her gardening. Probably. I, I feel like she, I feel like she would. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. Um. Uh, okay. Jake brings something pre-made for sure. Yeah. J- yeah. Yeah. Tobias brings a rat. Shit. Way to go, man. We're so proud of you. And Axe, what does Axe bring? I mean, he, like, doesn't understand potlucks, so he brings a bunch of cinnamon rolls, but just for himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, question answered. Uh, so, fucking, this has been the Wonder Yerks. Mm-hmm. Next, next, next time on the Wonder Yerks. Hold on, Blair, you do our end of show shit, and I'll find the next uh, book title. Okay, so if you want to find me on the internets, you can do so at Blair Kitch on Twitter or uh, BrambleBelt.tumblr.com. If you want to find Luna on the internets, you can do so at Chie Shadonaka on Twitter and ChieSatonakas.tumblr.com. Close enough. Yep. Chio. <laughs> Chio. Chie. You know what? Uh, Fuck. If you want to listen, if you want to listen to other shows we're on, we do fear baiting every Monday. Uh, around eleven comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about horror movies from the point of view of you know marginalized people, mainly gay. just mainly just, just like gay, gay shit because we're <laughs> both you know white. But you know sometimes we have people on who are not. Yeah. <laughs> but mostly from a gay perspective, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, fucking yeah, and then you can support us on Patreon if you want. Uh, fear baiting or patreon.com slash fear baiting. Um, you know, helps pay for hosting costs, helps cover, like, show expenses, like, you know, mics and shit. Mm-hmm. Helps put Blair through college. Yes. Helps me pay for gas. <laughs> yeah. Which is extremely important. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, so next week, our book is The Andalite's Gift. Ooh. Which, the cover is bullshit because it shows, like, four different transformations, and it's got Jake halfway between a tiger, Cat, or Rachel halfway between a bear, Mark, Marco halfway between a wolf, and Cassie halfway between a fly. Oh, interesting. That's not the cover I have. What do you have for the Andalite's Gift? Or do oh, you have the alien? The alien. Yeah, no. The, next is a Megamorphs. Oh, okay, cool. Dope. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exciting. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, that's gonna be, that's that's podcast. That's podcast. That's podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes or something if you want. Do you leave remember what our sign off is? I don't remember what our sign off is. <laughs> Blair, you could literally put a gun to my head and I would just stammer. <laughs> um, rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh. Uh, uh, always be morphing. Uh, always, always. Uh, well, I'm Blair. I'm I'm Luna. I'm and, John McCain. <laughs> and I'm Sarah Palin. And I'll uh, vote always... for us in the 2008 election. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> always be morphing. Fuck this show. <laughs>